welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Over the years, I've used a number of different productivity tools to set goals and to decide on what I'm going to do each day. Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. In this podcast episode, I spoke to Adam Yelich of My Goals. Michael has actually created a series of journals and daily planners that you can use to decide on what you want to accomplish each day, each week or month or year. The Michael's products are ideal for creative professionals, for writers and for anybody who's feeling a little bit overwhelmed or needs to focus on their most important work. Michael's was set up in 2010 and I started by asking Adam how he came up with the idea of Michael's with his co-founder and how these products came into being. My goal started back in 2010, but I guess the real story began 10 years earlier when I was 16 years old. So growing up, I always wanted to be a professional athlete, professional soccer player to be precise. And at the point, I was looking at ways to get the edge. And uh, I also started to read books about entrepreneurship, about sporting individuals, and there was this commonality where they would talk about goal setting. And there was one particular book called The Hero's Journey by the late Jim Steins, who was a professional AFL player here in Melbourne. And he wrote this book about the hero's journey, which was all about, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, going out, facing your fears and doing the things that really mattered to you. So that was that first book that sort of resonated with the way I was feeling. So, you know, I had these big dreams of becoming this big soccer player. And then I started setting goals from 16 years old and really taking it seriously. Unfortunately, I didn't make it as a professional athlete. I got to a point here in Melbourne or Australia where I was playing in the youth team for a national league team, but I didn't make that grade to the next level. From that time, I was about 18, 19. And I got to a point where I just, it was a real tough point in my life where I'd settled. I uh, had people around me, um, my mum, my parents that wanted me to go to university, settle for you know a corporate job, you know, nine to five. And that's what I did. So I, I went in between jobs, but there was something missing. Still set goals at the time, but I lost that sense of belief because I had that failure. I mean, I didn't make it as a professional athlete and, and I was sort of stuck. So, you know, for the next couple of years, I, I chopped and changed jobs. I went from being a personal trainer to selling photocopiers. But there was this lingering thought in me that I could do more and had all these ideas. I wanted to do something more. And it sort of kept festering up and festering up. And, and what turned out was, you know, turned to be anger, essentially, where I was getting angry with myself. I was getting frustrated with the fact that, you know, I couldn't do anything about it. I was just struggling, you know, because I didn't have that self-belief. Finally, as I mentioned, 2010, I have this year where literally, you know, I get married, I get a mortgage, which is a home loan here in Australia. So with me and my, my wife then um, mortgage, and then we found out we're having our first child as well. And that year, I also start my goals. And I guess the light bulb moment for my goals was probably a year earlier, so back in 2009, where I was in a personal development day and um, one of the teachers said, take out a scrap piece of paper and write your goals on them. And that moment then, I'd, I had this light bulb moment. I'd write my goals down always. You know, I've been doing it since I was 16. And the, but there was something different. You know, when you write on a scrap piece of paper, what tends to happen with me was you lose that scrap piece of paper or, you know, it just doesn't mean anything. So in that moment, I said to myself, I'm going to actually create my own goal setting diary, something that was aesthetically appealing and that was well structured so I could, you know, go through it and, and have it with me on a day to day process. That's why I decided to create the diary essentially. So I'm looking at the diary here and like it, you know, it is very well crafted, you know, and, and mm -hmm. has play a place where you can explain what you're grateful for, what your goals are and your habits and so on. So one thing I'm curious about is why a paper based goal setting journal or diary rather than, let's say, creating a digital tool or a productivity tool or something digital. 
I mean, to be honest, at the time, it was, it's, it's the fact that I was always anti-tech. You know, I go back to a story when I was in high school and I was doing graphic design and the whole class decided to do their folio and present it using, you know, online programs or like Illustrator or design files. And I was the only one in the class that, you know, handed in my folio or hand-drawn. It was just growing up that technology just didn't go with me. It's, it was just, you know, I pen and paper always. I had multiple notebooks. And just putting pen to paper it allowed me to focus more. Because one of the issues, I guess, with myself was the fact that I had all these ideas. That's why I had to create this goals book for myself because I needed that focus and clarity in my life. You know, those people that, uh, you know, you see something new and it's like, oh, that'd be great. Why don't I do that? Oh, that's a great idea. Why don't I start that? And, and yeah. in the process, I wasn't doing much at all. So I really needed something that would keep me, you know, out of keep those goals in my mind and actually allow me to focus on them. And do you think writing something down enables you or maybe your customers to focus more on what's important? 100%, especially in this day and age. And, you know, I hear the facts that, you know, 50,000 thoughts per day, scientists are saying that we have on average. It's ridiculous. And, and the fact is, you know, we've got so many things happening. We're so distracted. We're so inundated with information that by actually writing it down, you can actually go back to focusing. It's that clarity, that process of, okay, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. And this is how I'm going to do it. And it's just, you know, getting into the habit of actually, you know, executing those action points that you have to. So I, I definitely think, you know, the, the effect of writing something down where you can actually see it and remind yourself of what is it that you need to be doing is so important. Yeah, and that's the other kind of takeaway I've gotten from looking at your journals. There's actually a section for documenting your habits. So I'm just wondering if you, mm -hmm. you can maybe elaborate on uh, the importance of, you know, smart daily habits as opposed to goals, which you might work on over the, the medium or longer term. I've got, I've got this saying that I say to myself, and it's long-term vision, short-term focus. And what that means in my head is, is it's really important to have that long-term vision, have that clarity, have that enticing vision that you're sort of aiming towards, but then go back into that short-term focus and really, you know, day-to-day -day take it, day, you know, get into good rituals, good habits where you are, you know, taking action that takes you closer to that long-term vision. So that's something I always remind myself of. I sometimes hear people saying, you know, don't think too far ahead or, you know, be in the moment and, and sort of finding that balancing gap between the two because if you don't have that enticing vision, you've got nothing really that you're aiming towards. And But I've been disciplined enough to go, okay, that's that vision that we're after in my personal and professional life. What do I need to do today? What are the habits that I have to, you know, build up? That's going to actually help me execute those, that plan, I guess. So Adam, let's say I'm a nonfiction writer and I said to myself, I want to write a nonfiction book, mm -hmm. you know, within the next six months. How would I go about using the, the My Goals journal to do that? Well, first and foremost, you'd, you'd write the goal down. You get clear on the goal that you want. So and, and, and really understand why is it that you want to do something? Because what tends to happen is we're driven by the why and that feeling that we're after, you know, this sense of accomplishment, that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of progress or whatever it may be, or security, or, or balance, whatever that feeling is, that's what's essentially driving us, not the, not the end goal, but that feeling that reaching that end goal gives us. So I would start by writing the goal down and just getting, you know, making it an enticing goal as well. What I've found that works with me is, is the more I'm passionate about something and the easier it is for me to sort of, you know, execute those goals. Obviously, there's going to be goals that you're not as passionate about. And, you know, I use the 80-20 rule where 80% of the goals I write, I'm, I'm actually quite passionate about. And they're the things I want to do. And there's 20% of those goals that, you know, they're part of life, you know, keeping healthy financially, being financially savvy as well. But I'll write the goal out first and then work backwards and, you know, develop a clear action plan on what is it I need to do. And then use the diary on a week-to-week -week basis or a day-to-day -day basis and, and constantly, you know, question what is it that I need to do to take me close to that, to that end goal that I set. Develop those habits. And also you'll see with one of the planners that we created, the, the Gold Digger plan, that one of the things that we added was this monthly reflection part. 
And the idea behind that was to get into the habit of actually reflecting on the month, reflecting and acknowledging the wins, the losses, the lessons learned, and then replanning for the month ahead. And and the way we approach it is as, as if a coach was there. You know, if you see a coach once a month, you know, they'll be asking, so Brian, tell me how you went this month. What were some of your wins? What were some of your losses? What can we improve on? And sort of getting to that habit of being self-aware and by being self-aware, actually, you know, creating better decisions and better action plans. Yeah, I agree, I agree Adam. I've definitely found having a, a weekly review or a, a monthly review really does help if you if you feel like you're not making progress or if you're working on something long term, like writing a book. 100%. Uh, one other thing I'm interested in is when I've set goals before, I've got a bit greedy and set a lot of goals. So mm-hmm. ha- have you come to an understanding of how many goals it makes sense to be working towards at any one point? The way I do it, I split it up into certain sections of my life, you know health and fitness, business, relationships, family. So these little segments and, you know, that's about four or five for me personally. And obviously, like it goes back to, I mean, we're inundated with information. We don't want to overwhelm ourselves. So, you know, anywhere from three to five, I think is a good number. But then again, you know, you could set, you could be setting some short-term goals weekly. So that can, you know, increase the number to 10, 20, whatever it may be. For anyone that's starting out setting goals, I think, you know, just set one goal and then take action on that and start building that momentum and that belief in yourself because what tends to happen with me when I first started you know the idea was I created this book and 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 I was at a level where it was like imagine I could get this into one bookstore that was the goal imagine I can get into one bookstore I get into one bookstore and then all of a sudden you know the belief and that momentum starts building it's like what if I can get this into 10 bookstores and then it jumps to what if I can get this into interstate bookstores and then international and so it's it's about sort of building that momentum for yourself so not setting yourself up for failure but you know setting a goal that's that you can actually reach get the result, tick it off, and then sort of work towards a bigger goal. And then once you build that momentum and that belief, you'll be like, okay, let's go big here. You know, just get into the game a little bit and then sort of build up from there. And to get into the specifics of planning individual days, what mistakes do you see people sometimes making when they're working and what they're going to do on a particular day? I think we put too much on the list. Uh, I think we overwhelm ourselves. We get excited and we and we get this list out and we just write as much. We just do a huge brain dump. What, but what tends to happen is we we end up just sort of you know doing tasks that that, that control the, the situation or control the environment. We get busy for the sake of being busy. So you know one of the things I recommend people to do is to sort of break your list down. You know you know have three to four things on the list, key things, and really work towards those things that actually build that progress, as opposed to just being busy for the sake of being busy. And and I've broken it down into three little sections. And, you know, you could say you know, the first set of tasks that majority of people set are control-based tasks. So these are the tasks that they tidy up their desk, they respond to emails, they, you know, do all the admin work and they feel like they're being productive and busy. But what tends to happen is they get just used to just, you know, controlling their situation around them. And then, you know, the second set of tasks are sort of the progress-based tasks. These are when you go to the gym, you're making progress on your health. These are the ones when you're progressing on, on certain projects. And the last set of tasks that I try to work on a lot is, is the belief tasks. And these are the things that take me out of my comfort zone and help me actually grow as an individual. So I think that, the, you know, what people tend to get stuck is with the control-based tasks. They get into that, you know, that habit of just being busy for the sake of being busy and then they don't really make progress or build that belief in themselves. One other thing I've struggled with is I might set goals that are important to me personally or perhaps for my business. But then I, you know, I might have other commitments that I have to meet and somebody might ask me to do something like, let's say I'm working for a large company and that might Mm -hmm. align with their goals. So how do I balance my responsibilities 
and commitments to other people versus what I want to achieve either personally or in a project that I'm working on myself. Is that coming down to time that you sort of, is that the issue that, that you got you spread too thin or is that what you're sort of saying? Is that what you mean by that? Or uh, It could be, let's say I feel overwhelmed by the, okay. the demands that are coming at me from other people that I'm working with and then also what I want to achieve personally. I think then it just comes down to being disciplined enough to sort of say, okay, I, I can't commit to that and, and, and we're working out what's more important. When I started my goals, it was a side, it started from a passion project and it turned into a side hustle. And one of the things that I made a conscious decision to do was to, I decided at that point when it became a side hustle that I can't have a career and I can't build this business. I can't, it was just too much. It was too overwhelming to go to work and, and work on someone else's dream and vision and come home at seven and try to work on this, you know, for two hours, three hours or four hours a night. It was just burning me out. So I decided in that moment to sort of say, okay, I'm going to find a, a job that can pay the bills, but that gives me the flexibility and the time so I can actually work on my goals throughout the day and, you know, be quite more, a lot more flexible. So, you know, I decided I'm not going to have a career, but this is, I'm going to actually pursue my goals. So it's just about sort of being conscious and, and making a better decision based on, you know, what's more important. If you're, if you want to grow your business than that, that's, that's where it should be at. You might have to decline some clients. It's just, yeah, time management. Otherwise you will overwhelm yourself. You will get to a point where it's just like, this is too much. So do you think it's important to sometimes take a step back from working towards goals, like to build in, whether it's a break or a vacation or a way of decompressing? So how, how, yes, would, how would you go about doing that in using the My Goals journal? Because I, because I noticed there's a section for each day of the year in one of your journals. So I'm just wondering how, how would you approach that? Look, and it's funny because you, you asked the question, but I, I haven't taken a proper break for the last 18 months. I'm, I'm actually trying to work it out myself in terms of um, finding that break in between. Yeah. But I think it's super important. I'm, I'm planning a little bit of a getaway, you know, two weeks just to refresh and recharge. Yeah. I guess it's just um, setting a goal, you know, for personal well-being because you can sometimes burn yourself out with anything. As you, you know, the question before as well, you, you sort of take too much. You've got to, you're excited by the prospects and you're excited at growing and, you know, all these opportunities. But sometimes you've got to step back and, and, and realize that your health and, and your well-being and also your mental state is, is the most important thing. Because if you keep going, and I've realized this this year, if you just keep going and keep going, you're not performing at your best. You're not performing at your peak. And, and, it sort of, and it sort of ends up being this groundhog day. So I think it's super important to find those breaks, even if it's a two-week break. Um, get away from technology. I mean, the first thing that I'm, I do is I, when I get home from work, I make it a conscious decision. I've got two young daughters. You know, check my emails before I'm about to head off. And then when I get here, it's like, you know, put my phone away and I decide to be more present. And it's really challenging. It's it's definitely challenging. It's always, you know, in the back of your head, oh, I want, is anyone emailed or I want to check my phone. But it's a it's a simple thing that help, helps me sort of recharge and rejuvenate. Otherwise, you're always looking on Instagram. You're seeing what other people are doing in terms of their businesses. And it just it's a never-ending cycle in your head. So having a break and working out solutions in the interim, if you can't have a holiday, then work out solutions. Okay, can I break up the, the environment? Can I go for a walk? Can I, you know, play a sport or catch up with friends? I think it's super important. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Adam, and one other thing that's, that struck me is actually the, the design and quality of the, the My Goals journals themselves. Like it, it looks to me like you've, you've gone through a lot of thought when you're considering what to put on each page. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just wondering how you, you know, came to the final print design of the My Goals journal or, you know, if, if this is something you went backwards and forwards with a designer. I'm, I'm fortunate that my business partner is the creative director and designer. So we sort of work hand in hand. Yeah. And, and 
all the products that we create, we've created, like the first product was, this is, this is the format that I need for myself. I created the perfect product for myself to actually help me. And the format hasn't changed. So the format that you see in terms of the, you know, the goals diary, you know, your goals at the front, the way it's structured, that hasn't really changed from, you know, years ago when I first started. But then in terms of what was really important with the brand was not only to create these tools and products, but to create a brand around it. And we always look at the, you know, the, the companies like Nike, Apple, who have created these these brands, but they've got aesthetically pleasing products that you actually want to put on, that you want to use. And that's that's the ultimate goal and vision for my goals. If we can continue to create these products that look good and, and, and feel good and people actually are proud to carry around with them, that's huge. It's it's not just about the tool, but you know, we, we understand people resonate when they've got something they're proud to wear or proud to use. They're gonna be more inclined to use it. As opposed to being odds, oh, you know, it's got good information, but I don't like the design of it. I'm, I'm, it's, it's not really my cup of tea. So combining design and structure is super important in terms of how we grow and, and what we do is my goals. And what's working for you right now in terms of selling more actual copies of your of the my goals journals and, and the reason i ask is like i you know I, I work with some non-fiction authors who may have print books that they're trying to sell more copies of and while that might be slightly different to a journal i'm just wondering is there anything they can learn from your experiences um in terms of selling i mean online's online's definitely uh, as a market yeah. um the online market is is definitely growing we're up 100 same time from last year which is which is amazing it's just putting out content and sort of developing that following around the brand, you know, the value-add things that we can add. So um, tweaks onto the website in terms of adding these value-add, the the post emails that we send them, just tweaking these one percenters that make a big difference in terms of people going, okay, these guys actually care, these these guys understand my pain when I'm shopping and, you know, trying to think of the customer as much as we can. And then also thinking, you know, of, of what can we do that's remarkable. Obviously, you know, most people would have read um, Seth, Go- Seth Godin's um, The Purple Cow. It's become so noisy out there, and it's really hard to stand out. So you always, you always got to be. You can't get complacent and go, "Oh, the product's good enough." You know, what can we do that's different? What can we do that's that's got to get people's attention? So always thinking at the back of our heads: is it is it a specific collab? You know, we've got some collaborations coming up in the in the next few weeks with some, you know, some of the leading companies here in Australia, um, which is fantastic. But it's always thinking, okay, what can we do, and and how can we add value to our to our customers? And if we if we can sort of you know answer those questions for ourselves then, you know, that's a good thing. So, yeah, putting customer first and also thinking of, you know, how can we sort of make remarkable things. And do you rely on print on demand or do you keep, you know, inventory? No. No, you keep it inventory. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge with um, dated products. You know, businesses essentially right now, majority of the, the sales come through the dated products, which is our diaries and planners. So that's a little bit of a tricky one. Um, you have to settle with a number quite early on in the year and say, okay, we're going to print so, so much um, diaries. And sometimes you can get it wrong. You can sort of forecast and you can have your expectations, but sometimes you might be off slightly. You might be off in a negative way or you might be off in a positive way. So, yeah, it's a little bit tricky. I mean, it will be great to have it print on demand, but, yeah, we're not at that stage yet. So if we had the factory locally here and we could produce it locally and, and manage that whole process, yeah, that, that would be different. Okay. Adam, where can people find you or buy a Michael's journal if they're interested? So website, so my goal, so M-I-G-O-A-L-S dot com. Otherwise, we're, we're expanding internationally. We've got a European distributor now. So you will see our, our products popping up throughout the UK and Europe. Um, we've got Selfridges, I think, who are going to take on the product, which is fantastic. Predominantly online, so mygoals.com.au, throughout sort of select bookstores, gift stores throughout Australia and also Europe as well. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. 
And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.